What's up, what's up? It is PC, a.k.a. Cameron, here for the We Hate Sports Podcast, episode 61, coming at you on this lovely Monday. Uh, I'm PC, like I mentioned before, moderator, slash co-host, slash editor, slash everything about We Hate Sports. Uh, and join me on the podcast this week, we have my fellow co-host, TK. I got two words for this week, man, and you guys can take it however you want it. Stephen Curry. All right, so you can go three words and say Wardell Stephen Curry. But regardless, I agree. Uh, also joining us on the podcast this week, we have our G-Man, Gianni. That All-Star game was amazing yesterday. Tolu. Uh, yeah, uh, the All-Star game was great. LeBron hit the game winner over your boy Joel Embiid and Zach Levine. <laughs> Uh, he came back to Cleveland and hit the game-winning fadeaway, just like MJ, who is, by the way, is feeling the footsteps of LeBron James. And that dunk contest was so cheeks. I bet I could do. I bet we can make better dunks than those dunkers we did did on Saturday. Right. So, anyways, and finally, we have Sean. I'll make this short and sweet. Chris Paul has not, is not, and will never be an all-time better player than Dwayne Wade. Thank you very much. Well said. Well said. Well, boys, uh, this is the crew for this week. Um, if you haven't been following us on this journey yet, what are you doing? Make sure to check out all of our socials. We have a YouTube channel. Check us out at youtube.com slash sports. Our Twitter at WHS underscore podcast. Uh, our IG at WHS underscore podcast. And our TikTok at sports with two S's at the end. And that's bound to change very soon. So this week we are going to be covering NBA midseason superlatives because All Star Game is wrapped up. And past this week, we're really getting down to the nitty gritty of the NBA regular season, um, as well as up top rope, your favorite wrestling segment, hot takes, and you know, per usual, my model towards the end. So let's jump right into the episode this week, starting with our three questions of the week. So. Question one. All right, guys. I know we all have our opinions on who the best player might be, who the MVP of the league currently is, but I want to know everyone's thoughts on who do you think is the face of the NBA right now? TK, Saras off this week. I'm a Lakers fan, so the answer I'm about to give is not going to be an easy one because... LeBron James is still that dude. I just think he's the second best player in the league. He's he's the second best player in the league right now. And I think being the face of the franchise or being the face of the league, you have to be the best player in the league. And in my eyes, the best player in the league right now, in the face of the entire NBA, I, I it's Stephen Curry, bro. If you want to talk about a dude, let's just let's just sit here and just think about a dude who literally change the game of basketball, bro. Like, I don't think we've ever, like, we've had the Ray Allens, and we've had the Reggie Millers, and if you guys want to throw some other three-pointers in there, uh, Steve Nash's. I just think there's a difference between, and we had this conversation in the in the chat earlier. Um, well, we were kind of talking, we had a conversation in the sports chat earlier about Magic Johnson versus Steph Curry, but we won't get into that too much. I just gave, my definition of of, of, of what I'm trying to say, there's a difference between being the best at, some, at 
doing something and then just completely changing it for everybody. Like Steph Curry has little kids growing up wanting to shoot the three, bro. Like it's not it's not all about the dunks anymore. Nobody cares about dunks anymore. The mid range game has completely died. Shout out to Demar uh, Demar Derozan because he's keeping that thing alive. Um, but the mid range game it's just died. And kids don't they don't really want to dunk anymore. Kids want to go in and they want to shoot the fifteen, the fifteen foot three point shooters, and they want to be able to shoot the half court shot three point shooter like Steph Curry, bro. And I just think that being the face of the league, a lot more people and and at least in this generation, like in our generation, it was different. It was the Dwayne Wade's and the Kobe Bryant's and the LeBron James. Steph Curry is the face of this generation, bro. Everybody in this new generation wants to be Steph Curry. They don't talk about LeBron James how we talk about LeBron James. They don't talk about Kobe how we talked about Kobe. We don't really talk about MJ the way that make that some people from the generation above us talk about MJ. Like we just new faces come in, bro. Um, Steph Curry is the face of the league right now. I think there in about maybe two, three years, there will be another face. It's just the, the face of the league will keep changing. LeBron is just so unordinary because LeBron has done it for so long that we've never seen somebody do it this long since since maybe mj so yeah man like i said bro because of the reason like i said steph curry has everybody wanting to be a three-point shooter do change the game greatest three-point shooter of all time like greatest shoot greatest shooter of all time not even three-point shooter just shooter of all time i think when you look at it from that way like i said this generation is just so high on steph curry i think that's just really hard to overlook lebron james is still that dude um but yeah man it's steph curry Okay, okay. Um, I agree with TK. Um, everybody wants to try to be like Steph Curry. Little kids are growing up trying to shoot um, those long-range threes. Uh, he's just insane. Like, um, he changed the game, basically, because before, not many teams, like, tried the three as much as after, you know, like, he came into the league and then he grew up to, to, to be that type of player. It's just insane, like how you change the game. That everybody is trying to shoot threes, like, like a lot of like players that you don't expect, you know, to shoot that many threes are just taking so many threes, trying to, you know, build up to become a better three point shooter. So, to me, I think it's Steph Curry now because everybody wants to uh, try to to do what he's doing basically, and not everybody's going to be successful, of course. But, like, people are just trying to do, you know, the same thing. And, and little kids are trying. Even, like, I know little kids that are, are trying to, to even, like, they show, like, highlights and stuff like that on, on Twitter. And it, it's just crazy. Like, everybody's trying to be, like, Seth Curry. All right. That's two for Wardell. Uh, Sean? So, um... I like those opinions. I'm glad we got those out of the way. It's good to get the wrong opinions out of the way. Um, the correct answer is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's the reigning champion, one of the favorites for MVP, the best player in the NBA. It's not a debate. He is the well, face of the league at this point. What was that? I'm I'm just, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I'm absolutely flustered. I don't see how you are. I think it's an easy answer. He just won the Finals MVP. He has two MVPs. He might add a third this season. He's been dominating the league. We saw what he did in the All Star game. He was unstoppable. Not as unstoppable as Steph, but he was great. 
won me some money. I appreciate that. So maybe him winning me some money makes me a bit biased, but I just think it's Giannis. I don't see it being really even that close. But if second, I would say Kevin Durant. For face of the league? Okay. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of it wrong. I'm thinking best player and... Yeah, I probably should be thinking it in a different angle. I'm thinking more best player. But for even for face of the league, I would still have Giannis. Um, I mean, that's interesting to you. Interesting to you. Um, Soldu, I could probably only imagine who you're going to say. Right, <laughs> yeah, you can't imagine what I'm going to say because I am going to say it. <laughs> you guys said Giannis and Steph and KD. Yeah, those are good answers. They're phenomenal answers. They're gonna, they're, they're, they're great players. And once this man retires, then one of them will be face of the league because it's still LeBron Raymond James. LeBron James is still the face of the league because you want to know why? Because um, yeah, Steph had what sixteen threes on Saturday, but w- why was it? But was he still the leading vote getter? As the seventh seed? No. That team is still Team LeBron. LeBron has been the all-star captain for the past five years. LeBron, LeBron's teams on all-star games have been 5-0. Okay? Even, even with all that, all that going on, with Steph, you know, being the, the Warriors being the number one seed and, and Giannis doing all this, who stole the headlines in the all-star game? With LeBron saying, hey, the last year of my of my career, I want to play with my son. LeBron stole all the headlines with saying that he wants to play with Ronnie. LeBron stole all the headlines saying he might want to go back to Cleveland. He hasn't closed the door yet on returning to the Cavaliers. So all that going on, all that stuff. LeBron even stole the headlines when he when he hugged Michael Jordan. Okay? That had more headlines. And what Steph did, that what Giannis did, that what anybody in the All-Star game did. So, yeah, you could say that, oh, Steph Curry changed the game. That's fine. But the face of the league is still LeBron James. Because, LeBron, like, literally the entire news network for ESPN, um, uh, NBA TV, everyone, LeBron could literally go out and order Taco Bell. And that would, and that would still be news. That would, and everyone would be all over that. Because LeBron James, face of the league, he, he will ever be, as long as he's in the league, he will forever be the face of the league. I don't care how good Steph is, how good Giannis is, because every headline is all on LeBron. Even as the Lakers being trash as they are, LeBron is still having an MVP type season. As the Lakers being, it's just because of Russell West brick, Russell, Russell Turtle. I don't even want to talk about Russell Westbrook. It's because of that man. And Anthony Davis not being able to stay healthy. That's what's ruining LeBron's MVP season. LeBron will forever be the face of the league, whether you guys like it or not. Wipe your lip, Tolu. Wipe your lip. The um, irony, Sean. The irony. The irony. As much as I hate to agree with Tolu, um, if I had a nickel for every time I saw a LeBron James post that was completely irrelevant to what he does on a basketball court. PC would be a very rich man. There's a day that goes by where I don't see 
any news about what LeBron James is doing in his personal life or his basketball life, um, whether it be from a small uh, sports unit or podcast or organization or whatever, or a big one like Bleacher Report in Sports Center in ESPN. I'm always hearing something about LeBron James. Now, what TK and Gianni are arguing here is that Steph Curry changed the game. And they are 100% correct. Steph Curry changed the game. Everybody wants to shoot threes like Steph Curry. Steph Curry beat LeBron James in the NBA Finals two times. That's what makes Steph a generational talent because he was able to beat a guy who has been on top of the league for his entire career, essentially, twice in the finals. So I get TK and Gianni's perspectives, but I also get, um, you know, Tolu's perspective. You know, even if even if he's you know a brown sexual, um, I get, I understand it. I understand it. So I'd have to say LeBron is the base of the league. Um, and I mean, plus, like like Tolu said, like. Everybody was talking about, you know, what LeBron is going to do in his final season with his son, Brownie, uh, over All-Star Weekend. You know, Seth Curry had 50 points. He had 16 freaking threes, for goodness sake. And there were so more headlines about LeBron, which is sad to say. But when you're the face of the league, you get that attention. But anyways, let's go to the next question. Uh, speaking of All-Star James is Bronny James is generational, everyone. Anyways, speaking of All-Star Weekend, um, we have to talk about the slam dunk contest. And um, there were there were definitely some some uh, reviews and uh, criticism about this match or it's not about this match, excuse me, about this dunk contest, um, because for the most part, I'd say All-Star competition, um, you know, it went fairly well, you know, across the board. Um, with the um, the three team race, uh, you have three point contests, of course, and then we got to the dunk contest, and that may have been the worst slam dunk contest that we've seen in quite a while. Um, I don't think I need to go into details if you follow the NBA on how bad it was, um, but now I want to pose the question: Is this the worst dunk contest that we have seen in All Star history? And how would you recommend fixing the dunk contest to make it more entertaining? Tolu, I'll start with you. It's simple. Hope Zion Williamson is healthy. Beg John Moran. Beg Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon to come back. Hopefully, maybe convince like Giannis or LeBron or any great dunker to be in the dunk contest. Because that dunk contest, man... I, I've never seen that many missed dunks in my life. Like, you guys are professional athletes, man. Like, not, not to get me wrong, Jalen Green and, and uh, Cole Anthony and OB Toppin, you know, they're, they're good players. But, man, the amount of missed dunks they had is just, was just so terrible. It was so bad that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar literally walked out of – walked out. After I think it was a uh, Jalen Green. After Jalen Green missed a between the leggers, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar literally walked out of the place, and he didn't even want to come back because the dunk contest was so bad. Like 
that the dunk contest looked like us trying to trying to do some dunks out, out out on the court. Literally looked like us. It was so bad. So they need to just beg John Moran or Zion and Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. They need to beg them to come back because I don't know how you're gonna fix this dunk contest. The three point contest was great. I liked it, but the dunk contest was just so so bad. Like yeah, you have Cole Anthony dunking in Tim in Timberlands. Like what? Tims? Like what's like? I can't even. I couldn't even. I can't even explain how terrible the dunk contest was. But they need to beg John Moran and Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Hopefully Zion can stay healthy. They need to beg them to to come next year because it was so bad. Gianni, I agree with Tola. I think. Like, you know, you have to, to get Zach Levine, um, Morant, and Gordon into the, the dunk contest because this dunk contest was awful. I couldn't watch anymore. Like, I stopped watching, like, halfway through. Like, it was just awful. Like, the amount of misses. Like, Jalen Green, like, I think he he had, like, 12 attempts, I think, in, in, in the first try. Like, it, it was just awful to watch. You just have to get, you know, like the bet, you know, the best dunkers um, available. Honestly, like try to get the best dunkers, and not use like those players. Those players are okay, but they're not like 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 amazing to watch. Honestly, um, it, it was just terrible. Like overall terrible. I I I stopped watching um, halfway through. Um, everything else was pretty good in the All Star um, weekend. But that was just so disappointing. Uh, might, might be the worst on um, dunk contest ever, honestly. I'd say it's certainly top three, maybe even top two. TK, uh, what do you think about it? Uh, you want to talk about a snooze fest? I, I, I think I think we may have honestly gotten more missed dunks than we got actual dunks. Um, I'm about ninety nine point nine percent sure we actually did get more missed dunks than we did. Um, Actual made dunks. Um, you guys saw the memes. You guys saw the facial expressions from from Shaq and and, and, and Tolu named uh, some other people. The dude didn't even want to come back into the arena. He was so mad. Like, bro, it was so so hard to watch, bro. I literally almost fell asleep, bro. Like it was that bad. As far as what can you do to make it better, bro? I mean. This is something we'd have to go back on. Like, why is it that guys like LeBron and uh, John Morant and um, uh, uh, Zion Turk, so I won't use his name, but guys like that, why don't actual dunkers that we've wanted to see in the dunk contest for years? And, I, and I'm, I, we, can go, we can go back five, six, seven, eight, nine years, bro, of actual dunkers you wanted to see in the game that we've never gotten to see, bro. Actual superstars, bro, that are in the All-Star game, that play the think- All-Star game that Sunday. I, here's here's what I think. There's a reason why these guys are not interested in the dunk contest. First of all, so you need to figure out what what's the reason for that. For Gianna, did I think you it's because there's no reason. Like there's no reason for them to do it. They're not incentivized. They don't want to get embarrassed. They don't want to risk getting hurt. I think if you do want to get the superstars, you need to incentivize them with money. Give them a Bingo. million dollar prize Bingo. to the winner. Bingo. That's the only way you're going to get these top guys. Bingo. And Sean, I'm so glad that you said that because that was my next thing. I was going to say I think that you're going to, you're going to have to prize money or pay these guys to be in a dunk contest or, dunk contest or something. Because like I said, like Sean 
like literally stole the words right out of my mouth. I think that incentivizing it is the only way that this is going to change. These dudes are, like you said, they're not trying to get embarrassed. They're not trying to get, let's, let's be honest. The, the, sometimes the grading can be kind of off too. Like dudes that should win, Aaron Gordon, that don't win. I mean, they, they honestly, they take things like that to heart. So imagine a, like a LeBron James going up against a rookie that they put him against and he loses to this rookie. I mean, understand, I understand LeBron James is a veteran and he's a grown ass man, but at the same time, but that, that kind of makes you feel a certain type of way, bro. If you know that you should have won something that you didn't win. So yeah, so Sean, I mean, he hit a he hit the nail right on the coffin, bro. Um, players don't want to get embarrassed. They don't want to get hurt. I'm not too worried about the hurt thing. We rarely ever see that. But like I said, I think the main thing is if you're going to ask these superstars, you need to go to these superstars, man to man, and be like, look, I put this a million, half a million, whatever you got to do to get you in there. Let's just get you in this contest. And I promise you, if you were to add just two superstars in the dunk contest, just two out of the entire dunk contest contestants, I promise you the ratings will go up so high, it would be ridiculous, bro. Because we actually want to see... The All-Star is the only time that you get to have all these superstars in one building. Give us a dunk contest that we actually want to see, bro. You can put these mother efforts in a skill contest and a three-point contest. So do whatever you need to do to get them in the dunk contest. Because the dunk contest, bro, it used to be... Bro, besides the actual game, the dunk contest was... Remember when at a time when we used to all look forward to the dunk contest? Do y'all remember how long ago that was, bro? It's been a while. It's been a while, bro. The dunk contest used to be it on All-Star Night, the night before, bro, the actual All-Star game. It's not that way no more, bro. We look forward to the – I mean, if you got people looking forward to the skills contest, bro, I don't give a damn about the skills challenge. I don't care about that ish, but I enjoyed that more than I did the dunk contest. Like, it was that bad, and that's a problem. That's a change, bro. And Tolu, as far as the Tims, that was just a pay to New – that was just a pay – that was him paying homage to New York. I, had, I wanted to say that too. The whole Tim's in New York yeah. thing, you know, the, yeah, that was just the him paying homage to New York. So I kind of like that. But, nigga, you got to hit the dunk, bro. Like, did y'all yeah. see, and one more thing, did y'all see his dad in the stands, bro? His dad was so embarrassed and fed up. His dad wanted to go home, bro. I know a black man's <laughs> face when he is embarrassed of his son and just wants to get the hell out of the building and go home and have him a glass of wine and something to eat, bro. He was there. He was there at that point, bro. He looked at him and said, motherfucker, yeah. you told me 30 minutes. We, it's been two hours, and we still here. Get the dunk so we can go, bro. Like, it was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. Don, do you, uh, do you actually want to you know, expand on your point? Oh, well, that wasn't going to be what I was going to say, but that's just what I was going to add to TK's point, that I think the only way you are going to get top stars is if they're incentivized with money. That's what they want. That's what they're going to need. That's what... You have to do if that's what you want. I mean, I, I agree with all of you here. Like, it, it, it's just the dunk contest just isn't what it used to be. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon back in 2016. That was the last dunk contest I can remember being elite. It, and that's a problem. 2016 was six years ago now. Six years ago. Like, that, that is an issue. Um, and just throwing out ideas here, what they brung back past champions who could still dunk. Like, imagine they bring back a Nate Robinson, or they bring back a Blake Griffin for one year. I, I, I think that would be compelling. I think that would definitely boost ratings, at least, at the very least, boost, you know, some appeal for the contest, because this can show I just add, wasn't... Can I add on to your point, TC? <laughs> yeah. What about, like a, what about, like, a celebrity dunk contest or something like that? You would have to do, even, like, eight-foot rims, though. 
even but like even this, something like something like bring, that, bro. Like yeah, bring in bringing in a celebrity that can actually dunk. Just something different is uh, all that we're asking for. Um, but now let's go to the third final question for this week. Uh, let's go now to college basketball because um, they basically had their own version of Mouse at the Palace. Um, so during a game uh, this past weekend between division rivals Wisconsin and Michigan, um, the post-game uh, of that game over the weekend, Michigan head coach Jawan Howard swung and hit the assistant coach of Wisconsin. Uh, Howard was clearly not happy uh, about a timeout called by Wisconsin head coach Greg Gard, uh, who his team was already up by 14 with only 15 seconds left in the game. Howard expressed his frustrations, and it turned into physical altercation. Um, now, the NCAA is under investigation and will make disciplinary actions uh, once they are finished completing the process. And before the recording, it was announced that Juwan Howard was actually suspended for the remainder of the regular season, which is five games. So um, now the only question I have uh, left to ask all of you is, should Juwan Howard be fired? Um, Sean, what, what do you think? We stand with Juwan Howard. He's a Heat legend. But in all seriousness, first of all, the other coach should not have called that bullshit timeout. Excuse my language. I don't have the exact um, numbers. I believe he called timeout like five seconds left of, of 14 points. That was just completely unnecessary. I don't know if he was trying to show off, brag, or what. I don't know what his reasoning was. It's indefensible. It was just a stupid move. And without that, none of this even happened. Should Jawan Howard acted that way? No. But I would also like to add, the person who put his hands on the other one first was the other coach of Jawan Howard. He didn't punch. He didn't hit. But he did have his hands on him. That also shouldn't have happened. So, should Juwan Howard be punished? Yes. Should it be a severe punishment for a somewhat understandable reaction to multiple indefensible moves from the other coach? Yes. I don't think he should be fired. I don't think he should be banned from the NCAA. Nothing like that. I think the five-game suspension is fair. Let him serve that and come back next season and prove that's not who he is. Tolu, mm-hmm. so, uh, should Howard be fired? Yes or no? Absolutely not. Like, like Sean said, like I agree with everything Sean said. Like, I think he got suspended for like a few. Like, I think he got suspended for the rest of the season, right? I just got that news. So, yeah, he should not be fired. He's a great coach. He, you know, made I guess one mistake. He's the great coach. He's the best thing that's ever happened to Michigan basketball. I mean, like Sean said, he's a heat legend. So one slip-up shouldn't get him fired. I mean, I've seen coaches that have done way worse stuff than he does did, and they still have a job. So why why should he get fired for it? Like, come on now. Like, no. The, the suspension is fair. Let him, you know, serve the rest of the season, and then he'll be back next season. He shouldn't get fired over that. Okay. I'm going to answer the question first because I, I don't – think that he should have been fired. And I'm actually glad he wasn't fired. But I did think that he at least deserved to be suspended for the uh, remainder of the season, which, like PC said, was announced before the podcast. That That's exactly what happened. I think that if he would to have been fired, I don't think I would have been that shocked either. Only because this is 
this is your head coach, bro. This is your head coach that start that that kind of started this by throwing the first punch or, or the first slap or whatever you want to. He swung at him. That's all I saw. That's all I know. It was a swing. Um, like I said, you can call it slap or punch or whatever you want to call it. But bro, you're supposed to be a leader of men. Um he completely overreacted. I understand emotions get caught up in everything. And like I, I agree with Sean with the part that he said the timeout was completely it was unnecessary. I don't even know why he called the timeout. He tried to explain it in the press conference. I didn't understand what the hell he was even saying. I didn't really care. Um, because at the end of the day, like Sean said, it was BS. Um <clears throat> Um, you're already up 14. There's really no need for it, like I said. Um, here's where I think the Wisconsin coach is in the wrong. Why would you even try to say or even try to say bye or anything to Juwan when you know he's riled up? Like you can like everybody knew Jawan was hot and he was fired up, bro. Just don't even just don't even try to shake his hand or anything. You feel me? Walk past, say good game, and just keep it moving. Like, why did you try to stop him from continuing walking? I think that's where the Wisconsin coach completely messed up. And if he should be suspended for a game or two also. Because, like I said, he kind of he kind of played a part in this as well. Um, I think why Jawan, I think the problem with Howard was he hit a coach, the assistant coach. And the assistant coach had absolutely nothing to do with it. Like, you're mad at the head coach. Why are you, why did you hit the assistant coach? Um, I'm not sure what the assistant coach might have said to him. Um, because we didn't, we don't have any audio, audio or anything. But there's just so many ways that you can look at this, that you can look at this from the point of view and just see that Jawan is just so in the wrong. Um, like I said, I'm glad that it was only a suspension for the remainder of the season. It's only five games. We'll be back next year. And like um, Tolu said, come back. Just prove that you're better than this next year. Um, but I don't know, man. It's a really bad look. Like I said, you're a leader of men. You can't be doing this, bro. Because then he got two of his players that also started throwing punches. And um, we can expect to hear some suspensions or bans or whatever it is from those students as well. And um, Jawan, it's kind of your fault, bro. Because if you don't throw that punch, your players don't throw any punches either. So, I mean, that's just the way I looked at it. That's just the way I looked at it from that point of view. Like I said, I'm glad he wasn't fired, but he definitely didn't deserve to be fired. But he definitely deserved to be suspended for the remainder of the season. And uh, Tiami, what do you think? He doesn't deserve to get fired. Um, I think with the suspension, um. I think it was, like, correct, basically, in my opinion. He was not supposed to throw a punch there. I know about the, the late timeout. That that was uncalled for, in my opinion. Um, you're up by 14. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's so stupid, the, the culture of um, that other coach, honestly. Um, but I think Jawan Howard um, got the right um, punishment, in my opinion. Well, uh, I'll say this. Jawan Howard has always wore his heart on his sleeve, his emotions on his chest ever since his days with the Fat Five. He has built the Michigan basketball program from the ground up. And he knows what it takes to be an elite head coach. Look at last year where Michigan was and look how far they got. Um, you know, and Jawan Howard, should he have put his hands on another head coach or even another coach no but I will say we all know how passionate Howard can be and I think it was like he at the moment type of situation and Wisconsin should understood this and calling the timeout which was totally unnecessary when you're up 14 and you're basically going to win the game there was no need 
to try and, you know, pass the ball up court. That's how um, Wisconsin Coach Great Guard described it. They were trying to bring the ball up half court so that they can just, you know, bounce out and win the game. There's a lot of pride in that. And these two teams, these two schools, they were already school rivals. You know, so obviously there is bad blood. Um, now, I, I do, I'm very happy that Howard didn't get fired because, you know, coaches have not gotten fired for even more despicable acts. Um, but I do agree, he should have gotten suspended, which he did. So now, you know, Michigan, um, they could be one of the first four in. So hopefully Howard gets his redemption arc uh, for start of March madness. But as far as, you know, him, you know, not being fired over it. Nobody should be upset over that. Should he have been suspended? Absolutely. Um, but that concludes our questions for the week. Let's uh, jump back now to the NBA. Um, and let's go over, like, why I mentioned for it in the intro. Um, we, boys, are going to go over the NBA midseason superlatives. All the awards... Uh, that we think that players and teams and coaches deserve to have at the midpoint of the NBA regular season. So, Tolu, I'm actually going to start with you. Um, we're just going to go down the list right here. Who is currently the best team in the NBA? In my opinion, is the Memphis Grizzlies. They are amazing. Like, all around, top to bottom, they look like a team that could surprise um, Golden State and Phoenix um, to take the West. That's a really good, like Desmond Bain is shooting the ball well. I, I don't remember who else that, that's Steven Adams, I remember. He, he's doing pretty, a pretty good job playing in his role. Uh, and Morant is just insane. Um, he took a big jump and that team took a big jump. I think they, they when he got hurt, they went, like, on a 10-game win streak or something like that. And after that, once they went into that 10-game win streak, they took off as a team. And they're very, very dangerous. They're right now, I think, the third seed right now in the West. And if Golden State, like, doesn't start, like, winning some games, um, the Grizzlies could, could go to the second seed, basically. So, overall, I think the Grizzlies are the dark horse. Right now. Love John Morant as a player. He showed out in the All-Star game as well. I know y'all saw that 360 dunk that he had. All right. Uh, next topic. Or next. Yeah, next topic. Um, TK. Current league MVP. Go. I'm going to just <clears throat> read some things for y'all real quick. And you tell me who you think. Because I'm, I'm down to two choices right now. And they're two bigs. All right. So one big average is 28.5 points. 10.6 rebounds. Point and assist. The other big man averages 26.4 points, 10.8 rebounds, 8.3 assists. It's just something. TC, I'm sorry, man. I, 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 it, it was down to Joel and Jokic for me, man. I, bruh, that 8.3 assists, man, it really sticks out. And I just wish that Joel was a better passer, man. Like, I wish Joel could at least give me, like, five assist a game average man so he would he's not a bad passer i, I know that, that people just right now, I, 
is not a good passer, but he's actually a really good passer. Okay, so he's not no. He, so he PC. Yeah, you're right. He's not a bad passer, but he's no joker, man. He's no joker, bro. And like right now, because last week it was Joel for me. This week, I mean, it, it, it's going to go back and forth with, with Joel and Jokic for me. So this week, man, it just happened to Jokic, man. I got to give it to Jokic. Carnegie MVP. I love you, PC. I'm sorry. I will say this. Sixers, the current three seed. Meanwhile, the Nuggets current six seed. That's all I got to say. All right. Next topic. Uh, let's uh, go now to the most disappointing player. Now, there are a lot of players who can actually win this midseason award. Um, I'll think of two right off the bat. Julius Randle comes to mind. Um, there is Anthony Davis as well. He just can't stay healthy. Um, and there's Russell Westbrook, who, as we all know, you know, is a very, uh, yeah, the, the experiment's not working out. If I had to choose, I, I think it has to be Russell Westbrook. Look, I'm going to say consistent. I'm going to just say, it. I caught this. I, I, I told y'all that Russell Westbrook in the offseason was under the most pressure to succeed. And he has not met expectations at all for this Lakers team. Um, and there's just a, you know, a stubbornness to not sacrifice. We all know how good Russell Westbrook has been. He is, what, 35 years old now? Russell Westbrook needs to learn how to sacrifice, how to be less selfish in helping his team win a championship. Um, whether that be taking, you know, um, uh, passing up more shots or, you know, just sacrificing his shooting uh, for, you know, more guys on the team, his minutes for more guys on the team who have clearly been better for him than this season, like Malik Monk or, you know, Austin Reeves, whatever. There is a lot of things that Russell Westbrook could be doing better for this Lakers team, and it's just simply not happening. And the consistency of him, you know, saying, oh, I'm Russell Westbrook, look how great I am. I know you know how great I am. Yes, we know of your accolades, Russ, but we also know that there are a lot of players, not only in this league, not only on that Lakers team, but really all around that have been a whole lot better than you. And the Lakers are suffering because of it. So if I had picked this point player, I'd have to go to Russ. So let's go now to a Russ advocate. <laughs> Weirdly enough. Uh, let's go to Sean. Uh, give me your current six man of the year. Um, he's leading all bench scores and scoring. Was an all-star candidate. I guess that's how you would say it. Has been balling out off the bench. Been a huge reason of the number one seed success. It's an easy answer. It's Tyler Hero. I think Kevin Love has gotten himself in this race. So maybe saying it's not easy. Early in the season, I would have said it, it's a complete runaway. Kevin Love has been bowling recently and deserves some respect, um, especially after everything he's been through, all the injuries, all the quitting. He's had some mental health issues. It's good to see him bowling again. He's been great for a really up-and-coming Cavs team. So I think he deserves his flowers, but the answer is Tyler Hero. He's been doing it all season, over 20 points a game. He's just been balling. Definitely a bounce-back year for Hero. Um, TK, let's go back to you now. Give me your current defensive player of the year. Man, <clears throat> this was actually pretty easy. 
Russell Westbrook. Ready to pick a player of our... Uh, okay, stop trolling. Please stop trolling. Stop trolling. Stop trolling. All right, all right, all right, all right. This one was actually, it really was easy, though. Um, I'd be shocked if anybody has a different answer. I think it's obvious it's Joel Embiid. Clear defensive player of the year. Averaging the still in one and a half blocks a game. I mean, I don't really think it's really close. Honestly. I would have said Giannis. Maybe, maybe. No, no, I don't even think Giannis. The next per the next, honestly, the next best defensive player I've seen is Jokic, to be honest with you. Who's either Joe or the Uh Yeah, I'm probably going to get you a lot of slack for this, but uh, Bam Adebayo, very solid defensive player. I would but say if ha, ha, Bam didn't miss better. games. There you yeah. go. That's the thing for me. Is that no, the, my thing is, may, call me biased. If it wasn't for the missed games, he'd easily be number one. But well, he's missed too many that. games. I can see that, to be honest. Should have won it last year when he did play the games, but whatever. Bam's going to win a couple. But that's another conversation for another day. Who else is going to win a couple? Evan Mobley. That man's a monster on defense. Yes. Well, uh, uh, let's go uh, now to the next topic. Um, Tolu, who is your most disappointing team in the league? Uh, I have a feeling what you're going to say, but, uh, you know. Whoa, who, who you have? Oh, my gosh. You are, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers, easily. They, th- that team was supposed to be Probably the favorites to win it all. But uh, they're not because they can't play defense. The coach can't coach. Frank Vogel, you're, you're, you're a bum. You're a bum. And I cannot wait in the offseason to when they fire you and then you don't get a job anywhere else. Because, you know, we could the Lakers could have had Ty Lue or Monty Williams, but, you know, the front office, you know, they said, nah, man, let's, let's go with Frank Vogel. But Frank Vogel... You can't coach, okay? The players, they cannot play any defense. I'm pretty sure we can play better defense than these players that, that the Lakers have, besides, obviously, Malik Monk. But Malik Monk, he's, he's a spark off the bench for us. So players can't play defense. And <laughs> Russell Westbrook, you know, I did not know that you were going to be this bad. Like, it was, it's crazy how you were this bad. That you that you shoot shots. That's a that your patented bank shot isn't patented anymore. It literally hits the top of the like the shot clock. It's so bad. Like, like I, I just want to break my TV every time I when you shoot a bank shot. Like, don't shoot that stuff no more. Please do not shoot my shot. Okay, you are making forty four million dollars and you're getting benched for Malik Monk. Malik Monk, who is on a who is on a minimum right now? How are you getting benched for a player who's on a minimum contract right now? And last but not least, the Lakers front office. Genie Bus, you are the you are a terrible, terrible owner. You are a disgrace to the bus family. Literally, I can't stand how cheap you are. You are the most cheapest owner. You own the freaking Lakers for God's sake. And you are that cheap. Tolu, Tolu, Tolu. Don't talk about TK's wife like that. <laughs> no. Thank you, Sean. Did you, see, did anyway, you see my um, facial expression? I was getting mad, bro. Yeah, his wife is Caitlin Bennett, but that's another discussion. Anyways, uh, Rob Palinka. <laughs> I, 
if if there was a definition of us being a GM, it'd be Rob Palinka because he does. How do you make zero moves at the trade deadline? LeBron and AD were so angry that you made zero moves, and you got LeBron James literally taking shots at you. He literally said, "Remember when he quote tweeted that the the Rams GM, the man that said, you know, f them picks," and LeBron said. That is my type of guy. You're telling me that's not a shot at Rob Palinka? Rob Palinka cares about his precious 2027 pick. The man, dude, that pick is in a sophomore in high school right now. But this man cares so much about that pick. He doesn't make no trades. He doesn't know how salary cap works. Rob Palinka is the most terrible GM of all time. I don't even know how this how did. This man represent Kobe. I don't know. I don't know why Kobe put all his trust in him, but he's such a terrible GM. But this is getting long. So I'm going to say it's it's clear. The Los Angeles Lakers, I am sick and tired of this team ruining, ruining my GOATs MVP season. He's going, the Lakers are going to ruin my GOAT final years, and I would never let that happen. Like, no, 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 no. Rob Palinka, Genie Bus, please get your act together before I lose my mind. And Kurt Rambis, why is Kurt Rambis telling people, telling Rob, uh, telling Frank Vogel to who his coach is? Why is Kurt Rambis making decisions up in the front office? Can somebody tell me what Kurt Rambis has done to make decisions in the front office? Can somebody tell me what Kurt Rambis has done? Nothing, nothing. Kurt Rambis, please get out. Genie Bus, sell the team. Rob Palinka, get please get fired because I am done with all of you. I'm not letting you guys ruin my ghost final years. I'm not letting you do it. I'm not letting you do it. Well, um, that's your total rant of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I just want to mention um, I was told at one point that Rob Palinka was a better GM than Daryl Morey. Um, so hearing totally say that, that the uh, yeah, that does make me smile. And I was told Surprise. Frank Vogel was a better coach than Eric Spolstra. Yeah. And I, also, I, Tonu, uh, Phil Jackson was a GM in New York, and I'm pretty sure that was definitely the worst GM of all time. He was bad. He was very and bad. Speaking of New York. The greatest coach of all time, though. What is Rob Palinka? Rob Palinka is nothing without um, Kobe Bryant. Literally. Nick, People don't know that man because of Kobe. Um, the Knicks were a close second for most disappointing team. Um, but uh, the Lakers, uh, yeah, they definitely have to be up there in my opinion. Um, so let's go now to the next topic. Current Rookie of the Year. Sean said it earlier. It has to be Evan Mobley. The Cleveland Cavaliers, guys, guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are currently a top five seed in the Eastern Conference. Their experiment of big man ball it wasn't supposed to work, and it's working wonders. J.P. Bickerstaff has to be in contention for Coach of the Year. Evan Mobley is seriously in contention to be a unanimous Rookie of the Year. Um, and he, along with Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Maury Marketing, who a lot of people have forgotten about, they are they are making that Cavs scene look dangerous, at least dangerous enough to make it to the playoffs this year. I don't know how far they go or if they actually – make any noise come playoff time but for them to be where they're at right now a lot of that credit has to go to their rookie evan mobley so um 
that's who I'm going with. Also, he hit the half court uh, wing shot in uh, All Star competition uh, over All Star weekend. So um, have to give him credit for that as well. Okay, next topic: Gianni, current most improved player of the year. Um, I'm gonna go with John Morant um, because he took a big jump, and I feel like like I I didn't think he was gonna have that big of a jump. I thought he was going to be like, you know, a little bit better, like season to season. Um, So I didn't see him getting like a big jump like this. So I'm going to say John Morant. That's a pretty solid choice, all things considering. John Morant, should he be in the MVP conversation? Just quick answer. I think top five. For sure. There we go. Um, Sean, uh, you're going to close this out here with our last topic. Who is your current coach of the year? You have a couple of options. No, I don't. I have one option. It's Eric Spolstra, the number one seed in the East. Uh, I just want to ask you guys, uh, when the draft for the All-Star game went on, like, we all pretty much agreed that Team LeBron was stacked, right? I would say, yeah. Like, most people agreed Team LeBron way outdrafted Team Kevin Durant. Yet Team Durant lost by two points on a game winner by LeBron James. Who was the coach of Team Durant? Eric Spolstra brought a way worse roster to a close-ass game with Team LeBron. I'm not saying that's the reason he should win Coach of the Year, but I'm also not not saying that. That's one of many reasons that he should be a candidate. You can take uh, Joel and Sean. There were all stars on the other on his team too. You know that, right? Yes, but obviously everybody pretty much. All of the media agreed Team LeBron was heavily in favor. Yeah. because Yes, LeBron, Giannis, Curry, and yet they only lost by two points. They're the number one team in the East. They've battled so many injuries. They've been playing Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Omer Yurtseven. He's the coach of the year. He deserves it. Give him his flowers. Honestly, like, I, I respect Eric Spolstra, though. Like, he, he's a good coach. But Sean just hypes him up like he's, he's not a good coach. Coming. He's a great coach. You hype him up like he's a second coming of Phil Jackson. Or something. My I mean, he's pretty Williams. Monty he was top fifteen Williams. in the all-time coaches. Monty. Total. He's like not to, some just mid coach. No, Monty. Really, he's mid. I'm not saying that. He bigger stuff. Um, I mean, just some just some names also in contention there. Okay. Gianni, I know you. They're no exposure. When all the injuries happened, they were like 14-11. Um, they went 14-11 to 38-21. and 21. Um, When the injuries happened, everybody was saying, oh, this team could fall to the playing tournament, basically. Because, you know, all those injuries, is hard to overcome. And plus, it was about like a month and a half, those injuries. It was not like two, one or two weeks and then you get everybody back. It was not like that. So it was pretty tough. Uh, I will say, I think it's fair to admit that Eric Spolstra is kind of this generation's version of Greg Popovich. Just greatness consistently from year to year, because this is a year-by-year league. Eric Spolstra is a great basketball coach. Nobody should be debating that. Um, you know, so if, he's, if Eric Spolstra is, 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 if that's who he is, then who is Steve Kerr? Is he Phil Jackson? Like who is no. Steve Kerr? Steve no, Kerr. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is whoever got carried by superstars. 
Exactly. 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 Wow. Because during the two championships that Eric Spolstra does have, he was carried by the big three at Miami. So let's not. Let's not. I mean, I wouldn't say carried. But I will it, also it was, say, who's the big thing in Miami right now? Is this Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo? Who's but I will say, thing? PC, he's a better coach now than he was when he was winning championships. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, for sure. Because, like, I, when he was, okay. like, I will say, I again disagree with him being carried, but it's not as hard as it is to win championships with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. It is hard. To constantly make the playoffs with injuries, bad rosters, lead your team to the number one seed in the East with Jimmy Butler as your best player, who's a great player, but he's no LeBron James. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but uh, yeah, complimenting that, LeBron? That's a rare. That's who we have as the midseason superlatives. Um, so now it's time, ladies and gentlemen, to move on to your favorite wrestling segment of the week. Time. For off the top rope, what's your boy PC this week? Because there's no Trey. Trey couldn't make it for this week. Um, so I'm riding solo dolo. Uh, let's just uh, get into the wrestling biggest news of the week. Um, starting with Cody Rhodes. For those who don't know who Cody Rhodes is, um, he was a AEW wrestler. Uh, one of the EVPs for AEW, uh, co-founded AEW, and is currently the second biggest wrestling promotion in really the entire world at this point. Uh, you know, opposite of WWE, of course. Um, well, his contract actually expired with AEW just a couple of weeks ago. Um, now, there was uh, actually backstage, um, backstage rumors Nothing was truly confirmed, but there were rumors that the, the AEW roster uh, was quietly happy that Cody Rhodes had left the company. Um, Cody, if you ever watch AEW, um, he, he always had a big spectacle, always wanted to make where he's doing mean something, along with his wife, Brandy Rhodes, who might be the most annoying wrestling wife that I know. Sorry to bring me, but uh, I, I think she's she's up there. She has to be up there in, in the annals of history as one of the most annoying. Um, but this isn't about Brandy. This is about Cody because Cody Rhodes, still a current EVP for AEW, still has multiple contracts with AEW. Uh, still has the his you know show on TBS, uh, which is you know the same network that hosts uh, a couple of AEW shows. He. Could possibly be going to WWE. That's crazy to say because he would be the first major AEW to WWE defection. Um, we all know all the people who went to the, from WWE to AEW, but AEW to WWE has not been done yet. Not by any major known wrestler, anyway. Cody, who does have a prior history of being in WWE, Asked for his release from the company back in 2015 uh, to, you know, start his indie wrestling career, um, and yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm not sure um, if it'll even happen, um, but even still, 
um, Cody Rhodes being in WWE once again, knowing what we know now, knowing what he does now, um, I, I think it'd be pretty significant. I think it'd be a great move for AEW as well. It'd be excellent for them, actually, um, for them to not only get their name more out there, um, but I, I think it um, it helps them. It helps them in more ways than one. It helps both companies in more ways than one because that forbidden door, it could be open just even wider, knowing what we know. So now let's go to the next topic here on up the top rope. Um, this past Saturday, we had Elimination Chamber. It was in Saudi Arabia, um, Jeddah, uh, where the crowd was, you know, just as amazing as it was for the last Saudi pay-per-view. Um, I'd say it was a pretty solid pay-per-view. There wasn't anything too amazing that, that you know, happened at this pay-per-view. But, uh, oh, that main event, trust me, we'll, we'll get to that main event because the main event to WrestleMania is set up now. And I'm going to start with uh, the first match that we saw. The pre-show match was the Miz vs. Rey Mysterio. Um, you know, it, it was a solid match. You know, an appetizer. Saw Rey Mysterio pick up the wing. Um, you know, and it's all Rey and Dominic hit uh, the Miz with double 619s after the match. You know, just to make the crowd happy going into the main card. Um, like I said, solid match. Uh, by the way, The Miz, uh, his mystery partner that he picked, who a lot of people thought would be Cody Rhodes, uh, they trolled everyone and they said the dashing Logan Paul. So it's looking like Logan Paul and The Miz versus the Mysterios at WrestleMania. Crazy to say out loud. You know what? WWE usually knocks these celebrity matches out of the park, so I'm willing to give it a chance. But, uh, yeah, Logan Paul. He does have prior history with WWE. He, he, Logan Paul has actually been at WrestleMania before, um, you know, in, in some sort of capacity. So um, now he's going to be in his first match alongside The Miz. So, um, yeah, that's what I think of it. So now let's go to the main card. And the main cards open up. With the Universal Championship on the line, Goldberg, the staple of the Saudi shows for WWE, taking on the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Um, and this was, you know, a fine match. Um, I don't think they could really go wrong with this match. I think they, you know, played it up pretty well. I don't think anybody really expected Goldberg to actually win and beat Roman Reigns in a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. Um, but like I said, they play off pretty well. Roman picked up the victory with the guillotine. He, um, you know, made Goldberg pass out, uh, picking up the victory, securing his spot in the main event of WrestleMania. Um, like I said, fair match. Nothing really to complain about here. Um, I, I think it, I think it went pretty well. Um, it was solid. But now let's get to the first elimination chamber match, which was the women's elim chamber to determine the new number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. In this match, you had the ESC, Bianca Belair, My Girl, versus Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., 
and Alexa Bliss making her return match for the first time in a couple of months. Um, this match, uh, I think it was paced very well. Um, you know, the, the woman matches in uh, this pay-per-view, who, by the way, I, I think there were three in this pay-per-view alone, which is the most that they've ever had at a Salty show. So shout out to WWE for doing that, for giving the woman the opportunity to, you know, showcase what they're capable of, um, especially in, you know, a fairly misogynistic country like Saudi Arabia. Um, but this match, I think, was paced very well. Um, I'm not going to go through all, you know, what happened in this match, obviously. Um, it was Nikki, A.S.H., and Morgan who were the first two women to start in the match. Um, you had Bianca Belair as the ultimate winner, defeating Alexa Bliss in the final two. Um, to finish all the eliminations, it was Rhea Ripley who eliminated Nikki A.S.H. Nikki A.S.H. was the first woman out. Lip Morgan eliminated Dewdrop. Dewdrop eliminated, uh, or excuse me, it was Alexa Bliss who eliminated Lynn Morgan. Um, and it was uh, Bianca Belair who eliminated Rhea Ripley and Alexa Bliss at the end. Um, like I said, it was a pretty fair match. Um, I, I, I think it was one of the more finer matches, you know, that we've seen for Elimination Chamber. Like I said, it was paced very nicely. Like, there was really no break in between. Um, and we got the correct winner. Whatever Trey wants to say about Bianca Belair, she is the best thing, I think, in my opinion, going on in WWE. She is a rising star in the making. Um, damn near already a star in the making. And now we are going to have Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And after that debacle, that was their SummerSlam match. All that can be justified now with this hopefully main event matchup uh, that we'll see Bianca Belair coming out on top, fingers crossed. Um, but as far as this Elim Chamber match, I have to give it a, I have to give it a pretty solid A minus. It was it was good. It was good. Um, but uh, following up that match, we had the second women's matchup, uh, Ronda Rousey. TK, that's your girl. Uh, she teamed up with Naomi to take on Sonya Deville and SmackDown champion Charlotte Flair. Um, and to make this match more interesting, they had Ronda Rousey wrestle with one arm tied behind her back. Um, and you probably only imagine how well that went. Um, and, you know, it, it wasn't terrible, but, I mean, it's Ronda Rousey. I mean, she came out in her, uh, in her G, uh, which is... Uh, what she wore when she won a bronze medal back in the Olympics, back in, uh, I believe it was 2008, they said. Um, she had a black belt on. She's a six-time black belt. She, she knows Ronda Rousey. We all know how, how powerful Ronda Rousey is. Uh, so, um, you know, one hand time behind her back uh, surely wasn't enough to keep her down. Um, you know, she was able to still tap out Sonia Deville with an arm breaker. Um, and Babyfaces picked up the victory. Uh, Charlotte Flair didn't even help out poor Sonya Deville, who, uh, you know, now has two broken arms, you know, quote, air quotes around broken, because obviously I'm broken, of course. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, now we just wait for the matchup between Flair and Rousey 
at Mania for the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, which I do think should be a you know a very good match. Um, the last match that they had that was one on one. Um, it damn near turned into a shoot fight at the end. So, you know, I think that this match is going to be very physical. It's going to be very compelling. It's going to be very interesting to see how the dynamic between those two work out on the biggest stage of them all. Um, so now let's go to the next match. Drew McIntyre taking on Mad Cap Moss in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, when I look back on this match, you know, you know, a couple of weeks, months, years down the line. Nobody's going to remember who won the match. What they will remember is Madcap Moss's uh, spot where he literally got spiked quite literally on his head um, in a reverse Alabama slam. And his neck, like, you saw his neck, like, compress as, his, as the top of his head hit the canvas. I don't know how he wasn't paralyzed from that spot. You know, and thank God that he wasn't, of course. Um, he, he was actually perfectly fine. But that was a sick, sick spot um, from Madcap Moss. Um, obviously, you saw, we saw Drew McIntyre pick up the victory, setting up McIntyre versus Corbin, happy Corbin, at WrestleMania. Um, and the commentary team keeps pushing us down our throats. Corbin has not been pinned or submitted in a one-on-one singles match since he hit the lottery back in Las Vegas a couple months back. Um, he's been pretty happy. Uh, so if we get Sad Corbin again at Mania, I think having a McIntyre versus Corbin match at WrestleMania is justified. Um, but we have to get Sad Corbin back, or just get rid of the happy Corbin gimmick, because uh, I don't think it's still yet for a lot of people, including myself. It's, uh, it's, just, it's just annoying, isn't it? It's just annoying. Next matchup, Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch taking on a flash from the past, 40-something-year-old Lita, getting her time in the spotlight. Uh, now, obviously, Lita wasn't going to win this match. But in the match, I'd say she did very well in her first one-on-one singles match in forever. And to do it in front of that crowd's on pay-per-view like this, it's pretty cool. Uh, it gets the Becky Lynch pick up the victory with the manhandle slam. Um, yeah, I, I was fairly happy with the result. Um, and yeah, like it, it, it was just it was just nice to see. It was just nice to see Lita, you know, have her time in the sun again because um, she obviously I, I don't think ever got the true respect that her and Trisha deserved. Um, so for them to, you know, have their, their one-off matches where they proved everyone like, hey, I still got it. Lita still got it. Make, make no mistake, Lita still got it. Um, but I obviously saw Becky pick up the victory. And now it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania. The next match that was called off for whatever reason, but, you know, I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen because... Nobody really wanted to see it. Um, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships being defended. The Usos take on the Viking Raiders. This match never happened. They just saw the Viking Raiders get beat up and you know attacked by the Usos before the match. And um, yeah, that was it. Like match never happened. Go straight to the main event. And the main event, 
the men's elimination chamber match for the WWE Championship. Huh, man. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Riddle, Austin Theory, AJ Styles, and the champion going into that match, Bobby Lashley. Um, these were the men in the match. Um, and in the beginning, it's all Rollins and Theory start off the match. Uh, and Rollins... Powerbomb Austin Theory through the pod that held Bobby Lashley in it. And this is how we know that it was a kayfabe work. And this was WWE's way of protecting Bobby Lashley, I guess. He got a concussion. <laughs> that, is what, that is what they're telling us. Uh, he got a concussion. He was taken out of the match promptly, um, even if it was kayfabe or not. Um, you know, it's obviously a little fishy. Then there was a report that came out that Lashley got a shoulder injury, actually, and is out for the next four months. But, you know, now WWE is promoting Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship at the Madison Square Garden on March 6th. So I, 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 I'm totally flustered. I don't know what to believe. What I do know is that Brock Lesnar... Then proceed to eliminate everybody in the match. I'll, I mean, I, I'll spare you. I'll spare you all the details. He eliminates everybody with an F five. Um, poor Austin Theory, who did look like Austin Theory was like the bright side of this match because he he looked like a guy that belonged in the main event. You know, he was the final guy that Lesnar eliminated, but uh, he took a sick sick bump off the top of the pod. Uh, it was an F five off the top of the pod. And, and poor Austin Theory uh, kept fed to the beast incarnate as uh, Brock Lesnar is WWE champion once again. And now it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, title for title at WrestleMania. And uh, it's my worst, my worst nightmare come true. My worst nightmare come true. A lot for a lot of people, not just myself. You know, I'm, I'm not just saying that to say, like, oh, I don't want this match. There's not a lot of people that want to see this match. Um, now, WWE, you still have a chance to fix this. You still have a chance to have Bobby Lashley get the title back before Mania. Hell, you could do it on night one. Have Lashley or anybody, I don't care who it is, have somebody defeat Brock Lesnar in the main event of night one and just have Lesnar take on Roman, universal belt, on night two, nobody wants title for title. Nobody wants title for title. It it just it's so it's contradictive, like to what the brand split is all about. We all know Brock Lesnar is a free agent, but for goodness sake, man, like nobody wants to see a title for title unification match like this. Um, I, I think it's pointless. Um, I'm hoping that this isn't the case. Well, that WWE doesn't end the brand split because they've released so many stars. Um, but I mean, more and more every week, it, it, it's looking like that. But um, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but that was the Elimination Chamber card. Um, overall, solid pay per view. Uh, the crowd was into you know every match um 
you know, there there wasn't like a bad match on the show. Um, I, I, overall, I give it like a I give it a solid seven out of ten. Um, there was nothing really truly wrong with this pay per view, and you know what? Outside, obviously, of course, with the Brock Lesnar thing, but outside of that, there there was really nothing like no like major problems I had with this pay per view. Or, or sorry, I keep calling it a pay per view. It's not a pay per view, guys. It's a premium live event. That's what they're calling it now. This premium live event by WWE was solid. Um, so that's it. Drop the top rope. I know y'all are probably tired of hearing my voice. <laughs> um, but uh, unfortunately, Trey didn't make it for tonight. Uh, he, he won't be back for next week. Um, but now, we're going to get back to the main podcast. Um, so, boys... We are going to get to my favorite segment on any episode, the crew member hot takes. Before we get to the crew member hot takes, we have to get to the fan hot take. Uh, if you want to submit your fan hot takes to the show, all you have to do is contact us on any of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. It don't matter. Send your submissions to us and we will read them on the show. And we'll relax, react to them, and uh, the crew will get their opinion on them. So I'm going to play the fan hot take of the week. What's up, my guys? This is John from North Carolina. As y'all know, I'm a big Tennessee and Kansas City Chiefs fan. And this is the WHS fan hot take of the week. I'm gonna, my hot take is that there's not going to be a Major League Baseball season this year because of the lockout. Yes, let's uh let's get to crew member hot takes now. Sean, give me your hot take of the week. So I've been looking at some mock drafts recently, and I've seen Kayvon Thibodeau. If you don't know who that is, that's the edge rusher out of Oregon, one of the best players in the draft, in my opinion, the second best player in the draft behind Kyle Hamilton, and he's been falling a ton. I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, there's been some all field concerns, but not like he's done anything illegal. Mostly just like. People aren't sure if he loves the game, if this is what he wants to commit his entire life to, which I think most of that is BS. And because of that, I do think he's going to fall. I think his fall ends at the number five pick, and he becomes a New York Giant. We Giants have a big need at edge rusher. The talk is that he's falling outside the top four, maybe even outside the top five. I think that's where he lands, and it'll be a great pick for my Giants. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Brother. Um, DK, your hot take of the week. Sean, I don't even know. What to... It's like... T- TK, TK, single... before you say anything, did you not send Josh Allen Broncos photoshops in the group chat just the other day? <laughs> first of all, I sent that. First of all, I sent that today. Okay, my bad. That doesn't make it any better. And, and actually, the reason why I sent that is because that was actually a... It was the end. You know how, like, the NFL or, like, ESPN, they do, like, the redraft thing? They're saying that we would have took Allen at five. Like, we should have, but I but really don't didn't. want to read. Just stop. Stop. All right. So, <clears throat> gentlemen and ladies, ladies being PC and Tolu, because <clears throat> Tolu's kind of thick for the listeners, but uh, that's a different conversation. Hey, um, listen, 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 listen. Here's my hot take for the week, all right? Tolu, I need you to believe in what I'm about to say, bro. 
I honestly believe that the Lakers are about to have a second half season turnaround. <laughs> Wait, stop, stop, stop. The Lakers, by the end of the season, call me crazy, they will finish with the fifth or sixth seed. You're smoking, bro. And that you is my hot smoking. take. That is my hot no, take. No, you're smoking. They're just, I'll they're tell you, nice seed right now, bro. Like, the Lakers still finishes the playing tournament. I will be absolutely flustered, absolutely hornswoggled. That's where the trap house. <laughs> LeBron has to go full out. Like LeBron has to go god mode in order for that to happen. Like which literally, he did, which which total? Listen, which he literally did against who was it? The Jazz was that the Jazz that we played? Was it the yeah, Jazz? Yeah, Aaron Donald yeah. was in the stands. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so that I believe that that game is just going to carry a lot of momentum into the second half. Like, and call then me I remember crazy, that but we, I, I know, man. Russell I know, Westbrook. I know. But hey, look, man, it's called a hot Russell take. Russell Westbrook, reason, that's, that's the thing. We employ that stat chasing ninja turtle that can't hit a bench shot, a clear bench shot, and is making $44 million. Why did you sound like the I get thing? Emotional. I get emotional. Every time I talk about Russell Westbrook, I just want to punch a wall or just beat the hell out of somebody because that man makes me sick. It makes me sick. Anger management, Tolu. Anger management. Yeah. Get emotional. Uh, right. Uh, Gianni, what was your hot take this week? Um, I don't think PC is going to like this hot take, but I'm going to say um, about the MVP. I think Giannis is going to win the MVP, but not just the MVP. Two other things he's going to win. He's going to win the scoring title, and he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Great takes. Great takes. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say something besides scoring title. I thought you were going to say another ring. Yeah, I, I could have added another ring, maybe, yeah. But I, I, I just went with those three because I saw the rankings for, um, you know, like the scoring title. It's neck and neck with Embiid and Giannis. It's like right there. I think Embiid is like 0 0.2 points ahead of um, Giannis. And, and I think Giannis is like second in the MVP um, rankings. Embiid is one, and Jokic is, is third. And defensive player of the year, I saw that Giannis is number one. And I was like, you know, like investigating all that. And I, I just came with this conclusion that is really, really close, these races. You're disrespectful, man. You're like, not only are you disrespecting Embiid, but you're just disrespecting Jokic. Like, come on, bruh. But no, if that's just, not the face of the league, not, I don't know who is. He's gonna win all three. It's all possible. Three, Gian, all three. That, no, no, it's possible. It's very possible. Like, if anybody can do it, Giannis can do it. But damn, bruh. Like, there, there's no way the league is like, that Embiid is not gonna but, not win something. Like, it's like, say look. This. Ahead, if Embiid win, is going to be scoring title and MVP, that's for sure. If Embiid wins, it's going to be those two for sure. I don't think defensive player of the year is an option. I don't think for Embiid. But the the, the MVP okay. and the scoring title is for sure right there for Embiid. He's number one in, in, in both right now. But I'm just saying that Giannis is right there, second. Damn. All right. And. Um. 
you know what? Take your MVP. Take your defensive player of the year. I don't care. Toss them both to the side. We'll trade some rings in Philadelphia. Anyways, Tolu, what's your outtake? Chasing rings. <laughs> Off winning games to Harden folds in the playoffs again. <laughs> you Russell Westbrook on a bandwagoning team. If LeBron James joins the Thunder, guess what you're going to become, Tolu? A Oklahoma City Thunder fan. So I watch Tolu's how you buy seven Thunder jerseys. Watch how you speak about my team, and I watch how you speak about Joel and Well, Beach. well, PC LeBron I got, I got PC, I'm gonna send you a picture for the YouTube video. Remember speaking of the Thunder, because you know Tolu has Thunder in his mind. I, right? lost, I lost right. a bet. Like you guys don't know anything. Let me get to my right. I lost a bet. Anyways, your um, all right, before I get to my hot take, the Philadelphia Eagles picked Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. I'm going to keep reminding everyone that every single week because you Eagles could have had Devontae Smith and Justin and Jefferson, keep, but you guys decided Jalen Rager was the answer. <laughs> and I'm going to keep that the Ravens have not had a wide receiver one since Anquan Bolton. Rashad Bateman. Get- Rashad Bateman is better than Rager, but let's keep Stop. going. Rashad Bateman. Jalen Rager Rashad over Justin Jefferson. Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, buddy. Oh, Anyways, let me get my hot take. Let me get to my hot take, Roderick. Thank you. Okay. Um, you, you've been the one drawing. You're, you're, you're the one bringing up my teams. You're the one bringing just, up my I just have to remind everybody every single week. Reminding you that the Ravens have not had wide receiver one since Anquan Bolton. Go ahead. Whatever. Anyways, um, my hot take is <laughs> that um, the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks will be in the NBA Finals at rematch. But this time, that the, this time, the Suns will win. And Chris Paul will get his massive ring that he deserves. Even though I can't stand Chris Paul sometimes. And I can't stand the Suns. But I think Chris Paul deserves a ring. And that will cement his legacy. This time, I think the Suns are well prepared for the Bucks this time. So I think it's going to be a rematch between the Suns and the Bucks. All right. Um, for my hot take for this week. You know who it's about, Tolu? It's about one of your teams that you've been bandwagoning over the last few years. It's about the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, brother. A report the other day. And it said that the Lakers can possibly have the same roster that they've had this season. Now, I don't know how accurate that is. Or if it will actually happen. Because I don't think it will actually happen. But... For all intents and purposes, because you seem to have such an obsession with my team, let's say in this hot take that it does happen. My hot take for this week, if the Lakers have the same roster next season that they do have this season, they will not even make the play-in tournament. That is my hot take. That's literally not accurate at all. Do you know how many times they've been trying to blow up that team, PC? They're not having the same roster next year. And if they do, I'm going straight to LA and I'm going to, and I'm shooting up Genie Bus's office. They're not doing nothing, number one. And number two, the Lakers, they already have so many declining players. That that's just way too much capital, way too much cap money to move. Like I, I you can move certain guys like a Russell Westbrook or even an Anthony Davis, but moving that entire team, 
you've already signed so many guys to fill in roster spots. You've already given up so much for an Anthony Davis and a Russell Westbrook. It's not going to be as easy as you think to move every person on the they're roster. All, aren't they all on one-year deals? Like, literally, they're all on one-year deals. What do you mean? And they're all uh, minimum con- contract players. But to fill in to fill in those spots with actual better players, that's going to be hard to do. Is what oh, yeah, I'm yeah, saying. definitely, definitely. But God, I just want them to get rid of Russ, okay? I, I just need Russ the hell off the Lakers. Like, I cannot stand that, man. Here's hoping that Russ stays on the Lakers for another two seasons. TK, I'm sorry to you, my that you had to put up with Russell Westbrook, Tolu, as far as you know, go to hell. Suffer. You know what? You see this? You see this? Right. So, anyways, uh, that's that's a hot fix for the week. Um, that's the episode for the week. Um, I want to thank everyone for coming out this week. Uh, it was a bit of a short week, short episode, but you know what? Uh, maximizes um, you know, our, all of our answers and Hopefully, y'all get to know a little bit more about us as, uh, you know, how much, how passionate we are about the sports that we speak on. Um, follow our Twitter at WHS, WHS underscore podcast, our IG at WHS underscore podcast, our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash we hate sports. We just posted two new vids, or excuse me, one new vid this week. Uh, we post the highlights of every episode that we record on our YouTube channel and follow our TikTok at We Hate Sports with two S's at the end. Um, now, I keep hearing uh, for, you know, I keep hearing that this can possibly be, um, you know, the first time in a while. Uh, we could, what I'm trying to say is that we could possibly be going into World War III very soon. I don't know how accurate that is. Um, you know, I, I'm just hoping that everyone stays safe, everyone stays healthy. Um, you know, with everything going on in the world, um, you know, that, that there's hopefully there's, you know, some peace and love, uh, to come out of it very soon. Um, and I hope it does, uh, because I don't want to see another world before, but, um, that'd be scary. And I have to get drafted, which I don't want to do. I don't think anybody on this call really wants to do so um, yeah stay safe call a loved one check up on them that's all I got this so week. would so PC would they so if there's going to be a World War 3 are they going to are, are the soldiers going to have to wear masks or like how, how is this going to work like because you know COVID and everything you know this whole COVID thing <laughs> <laughs> question I don't have anything uh, I can't. All I'm gonna say is Trey will be missed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tolu, I don't know why you're laughing, but they about to draft you immediately. I'm gonna be the best soldier ever. Yeah, Tolu's fighting for this country. We are. Oh, we, yes, may well we may as well surrender. We may as well surrender. Oh God! Oh, fuck you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs>